We'd like to have a little bit of a fun conversation about what we've been up to, and uh, you've been having many adventures at uh, Alamo Draft House recently. But you've also uh, kind of uh, you've kind of un- unearthed some uh, some treasures, some buried treasures. Uh, well, why don't you kind of enlighten us on this? Okay, so I like that you're saying buried treasure. Some people might not feel that way <laughs> after I reveal this, but so. I, re- I talked about this at the beginning on uh, on the last Force Perspective episode when we did Deadpool 2 and we did uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, um, that I recently uh, was on Vinegar Syndrome. Now, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Vinegar Syndrome, but they put out some decent cult flicks. They put out a whole actually resume of cult films, like very really unknown films and some for lack of a better word, pornography here and there, some some cult pornography. But uh, um, so they recently had a sale. I believe it was called the uh, Halfway to Black Friday sale. So there was one film in particular that I I always frequent Blu-ray.com just to kind of see what sales are going on on Amazon and other places. So when I saw that one, this particular film was uh, going to be released that week that I was that I was browsing. And it was an exclusive to Vinegar Syndrome. I was like, oh, I better check this out. So I went on Vinegar Syndrome, and I happened to come on upon this halfway to Black Friday sale where everything was 50% off, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I went through their catalog, and it, there's some pretty interesting stuff here for, for those that uh, for those that are kind of into, like, garbage cinema, smut cinema, or even just kind of classic, like, grindhouse cinema. There's some, there's some goodies here for you. So... I went ahead and indulged myself on some of this stuff, and the thing about Vinegar Syndrome is that they have a very special shipping option called Film Canister, which is it's $50 shipping. However, the thing about that is your films get shipped in an actual old-school grindhouse metal tin film canister from the 70s that actually transported some of the slimiest and dirtiest movies that are in existence. So I said, you know what? It'd be kind of wacky for me to have my own film canister, you know, something to, to, to display proudly in my, in my man cave in the basement. So yeah, I went ahead and splurged the $50 on top of the, uh, the prices for the Blu-rays that I was purchasing. And about a couple weeks later, I would say maybe two to three weeks later because it was a backlog on orders because of the uh, the big halfway to Black Friday sale. It came in. Um, it, I had it sent to my job, and this was definitely a uh, a good uh, conversation starter with people. Like, what is that? Like, it, it, I got this dirty, dingy, rusty tin film container. Um, and I remember on the way home, I, I texted you a picture of it, Adolfo, because um, – like I said, when they advertise these things, they actually say um, they actually say that this used to transport actual grindhouse films. So we're gonna uh, everyone's gonna get like a random a random film canister for a random film. So I sent you a picture of the film that 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 uh that uh that this transported back in the day, 
and on the canister itself it says this that or the other and when you actually type that into uh wikipedia so i'm gonna actually type that in right now this that or this that and the other excuse me it's called this that and the other so when you type that into wikipedia it says hold on one second let me just let me see is that uh hold on one second. This is live radio, folks. So <laughs> let's see if I can actually find the listing for this film. Uh, t- 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 this, that, or the other. Let's see. Well, uh, I found it on uh, an IMDb. But it's under an alternate name. Is that correct? Um, On IMDb, it's listed as this, that, and the other, 1970. And it certainly does look like the kind of movie you're talking about. <laughs> so then I think that that's it. Because I think in Wikipedia it's under a different name. But I can't remember what that name is. That's why I'm not finding it. So. Oh, it's called... A touch Something about of, a bed. Uh, a touch of the other? Uh, let me see. Uh, no, wait. That's something else. I, I, I know it has the word bed in the title. Let me. I'm actually going to go on Google now to see if, uh, if this comes up. It's <laughs> that... Uh, this, that, or the and, other. And folks, given the nature of these films, you may want not to, you may not want to do this while you're at work. And, uh, yeah, NSFW for all of this. I by see the it. Way. A promise of bed. A promise of bed. That's it. So on Wikipedia, you can find it under a promise of bed, but on IMDb, it's under its more, uh, I guess, safer title of this, that, or the other. So, 1969. This is how Wikipedia describes it. Uh, This, that, and the other, originally released as A Promise of Bed, is a 1969 British sex comedy featuring a trilogy of stories. There you go. That's exactly exactly it. Now, you just got the film canister. You don't have the movie. I don't have the actual film reel. I just have the canister that used to transport this film. Or at least one of the canisters they used to transport this. I don't know. So just think about it for a minute. This canister has seen some shit in the last uh, in the last forty or so years. So that it's pretty cool when you think about it. It's kind of like a time capsule of like you know of a of a bygone era in, in film. So it's it's kind of neat little little thing to have. <laughs> um, well, I just looked it up on YouTube, and you can get it. On YouTube, I don't know if it's in its full, <laughs> in its full. Uh, oh well, yep, yeah, well, there it is. Uh, it's in its full glory here. There's certainly, there, oh, there you go. There's folks, certainly so... um, things you shouldn't be watching at work. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, if anybody's curious about this film, apparently, according to Adolf, I didn't even try searching for YouTube, but uh, but apparently, it's there. So, check it out. I guess. Uh, we now that said. <laughs> Going by its uh, IMDb rating, it is rocking a 4.8 out of, <laughs> out of 10. So that should kind of clue you in onto the uh, the quality of film we're talking about here. Exactly. So, um, as I was telling Adolfo right before we went on the air, this canister has been sealed for the last four or five weeks since I got it. Um, because, like I promised on Force Perspective, I am going to open this canister on the air here. On this episode of Essential Films, so I guess without further ado, I'm going to try to take this um, this elastic band off of this, finally. So and you don't know what's in there, or you do know what's in there? I do. Know, I know what's in it, but I said I would reveal gotcha. what was in it once I opened the damn thing. So, 
All right. I just took off the uh, the twisty plastic thing that was sealing it. Uh, let's see. I don't know if you folks can hear the metal clanging here, but I'm actually because since I've never handled a film canister before, I actually have no idea how I'm supposed to be opening this. So we may be here for a little while, ladies and gentlemen. So let me see. What the hell is this? So am I supposed to lift this? Oh, wait. I think I get it. Hold on. Maybe I bend it through there. I think it's supposed to... This, this little notch thing is supposed to fit in the hole here. And it's supposed to lift. There it is. Okay. So I got the latch off. The metal latch. So now do I open it on top? Yes. Okay. So here we go, folks. The moment of truth. Okay, let's see. There is some uh, Postal Service uh, bubble wrap here. This was very considerate of them. Okay, so Adolfo, I'm going to uh, ask you to do me a favor. As I read these titles, um, there's one, one of them is the main one that I, that I went through this for. But there's three other ones that people probably have never heard of. So, and maybe you haven't heard of as well. So as I read these titles, I need you to go on IMDB and tell the good folks at home about this. So. Okay. Okay, so the first title I am pulling out of this film canister is called Deadly Daphne's Revenge. Deadly Daphne's Revenge. All right, here we go. Wow. Okay, Deadly Daphne's Revenge, 1987, directed by Richard Gardner. That's correct. Um, a young hitchhiker is picked up by four drunken hunters, one of whom rapes her. A tough prosecutor has all four of the men indicted for the crime, which results in a suicide and a murder-for-hire plot. Uh, this is rocking a 2.7. <laughs> oh, that, it, it, uh, that's the rating I would expect from a movie like this. So, uh, so yes, I, one, have heard, one of the, I have heard stories about this. One so. of the user reviews is, just try to stay awake through this, I'll bet you can't. Oh, okay. challenge accepted, anonymous IMDb reviewer. So, okay, so that's Deadly, Deadly Daphne's, Daphne's Revenge. Revenge. Okay, so. Th these are not, as we would call, essential films. Uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, needless to say. Um, now, this one you may not find on IMDb because it's, that, it's one of those movies. So you may have to oh. Google this. You may have to Google this. So the next title the I pulled out of this next. mode on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called Her Name Was Lisa. So and that might not be an IMDb. So if it's not there, you're going to have to Google that. No, it's on IMDb, and it's actually got a decent rating. Uh, really? 1979, rated X. Um, Needless to say. Starring Vanessa Del Rio and Samantha Fox. That's correct. Uh, shown in flashbacks by those who now show remorse at her funeral, a photographer invites a prostitute to pose for him. They sleep once, and he treats her fair, but both his publisher and a stranger woman called Carmen lead to her degradation and untimely demise. <laughs> Directed by Roger Watkins, bro. Oh. So, yes, so this is my next title here. Um, these next two, well, the main one, like I said, is going to be the most well-known one. Um, but this one is probably a little more well-known than the other two. Um, so this was definitely on IMDb from 1973. I have here the Blu-ray of Pets. So Google Pets, 1973. 
Here we go. Pets, 1973. Um, directed by Raphael Nussbaum. Um, naive but brash and sultry teenage runaway Bonnie finds herself lost and adrift in America. The lovely young lass runs afoul of a colorful array of evil oddballs who treat her. Um, sorry, it just it it, it runs off here. Uh, I have to find <laughs> the, who all treat her like uh, an object. Violent criminal Pat makes Bonnie help her kidnap the middle-aged Dan. Domineering lesbian partner Geraldine wants Bonnie to be her kept girl and uses her as a model. And wicked, misogynistic, rich sicko Vincent desires poor Bonnie as the ultimate prized possession in his menagerie of caged female animals he keeps locked up in the basement of his swanky remote mansion. <laughs> this one also not a bad uh, not a bad score sitting here at 6.2. However, well, how about that? <laughs> I should note this is based on only 189 reviews, okay. so not probably not the not not the gauge. greatest sample. Yeah, because yeah. you're probably only getting a specific kind of person uh, rating these movies. <laughs> these movies aren't exactly coming up on HBO in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe Skinamax. Maybe Skinamax. But... <laughs> is Skinamax still a thing? Does that still? I don't have. I haven't had cable yeah, in years, so I don't know. It still exists. Right. Yes, it does. So finally, the last film on here, and this is one you'll probably appreciate because it is one of those uh, old school cult films, old school grindhouse films. Um, but Vinegar Syndrome gave it the super duper treatment. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I have here from 1971, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. See, now this is actually a... Um, a legitimate movie to have. <laughs> um... <laughs> It, 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 it might seem odd when we're talking about something called Sweet Sweetback's Bad Ass Song. That's um, right. But it, it is like a, it's a pretty much it's a milestone black exploitation movie uh, directed by Melvin Van Peebles. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is actually a pretty that's a pretty decent movie to, to, to have in a, in, a, in a collection of something like this. That, I mean, it, I mean, it, it certainly is could be considered trash. It's an exploitation movie from the seventies, um, but it's it, but it's also you know, and I believe an independently funded film directed and produced and written uh, by a black man at the time, which was not super common. And you know, it's it's often mentioned in the same breath as uh, Superfly, uh, Shaft. Right. Um, trying to think of another one from that era uh superfly shaft are like always the ones that people mention um the mac uh was another one so oh, uh trouble man is one that people talk about too when they when they think of black exploitation like that's a big one yeah so um i mean that this is a that, that's a pretty decent uh that's a pretty decent film to have yeah and now, I, I would this... say that i would say as far as pedigree goes it's probably above the other ones you got in that <laughs> I, I think by by a country mile um and I I got the the, the awesome uh, embossed slipcover and it and it has here it says rated X by an all white jury so <laughs> so yeah so uh, my halfway to Black Friday sale from Vinegar Syndrome has produced these four Blu-rays um, obviously only one of them has probably the artistic merit that we would probably you know that would probably merit mention on 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 our on this show here. But, but you know, uh, it's funny because yeah, just looking at, and we'll put a link to, in the um, in the show notes for this. But I'm on the the website, just kind of looking through the different to their catalog, 
And it, it is kind of interesting, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, trash movies and, and exploitation and things like that. That It is kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's kind of, I don't know if noble is the right word. It's not noble. But it, it's, it, it's, I can respect that there's an entire kind of boutique label that is dedicated to preserving a certain kind of art, even if it's trashy art. I mean, it's definitely trashy art. Um, kind of kind of validating them in a way, kind of saying like, hey, this is, this is exploitation movies, this is trash, and in a lot of cases, this might even slip into pornography. Um, but they, they consider them relevant enough to like be preserved in, in some manner, you know? Um, uh, but I mean, let's look into the catalog. I mean, th- these are like the ultimate trash films, right? But I-, I can, I can respect that, that there's somebody out there willing to, to, um, willing to preserve films like Confessions of a Teenage <laughs> Peanut Butter Freak. <laughs> that's right, bro. That's one of their, that's one of their, their, their more popular titles, honestly. So... Um, but yeah, there's some interesting stuff here. I mean, I was I was going through their catalog as well um, when I was doing the sale, and yeah, maybe some of this stuff I probably wouldn't buy, and if I would, I'd hide it on, under like uh, <laughs> under boxes and boxes of other movies. But yeah, there's some uh, there's some very uh, very uh, what's the word? I don't know what the word is for this, but it's definitely aimed at a certain audience. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Uh, Hey, and you've got um, – I'm just looking through the different things here. There's also Ed Wood's Orgy of the Dead. Right. So, Which is interesting. I never even heard of this one. I'm just looking through the through the catalog here. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, this new release here, House of the Dead, a.k.a. Alien Zone. I've never heard of this either, but it looks like something I, I, I would probably buy. <laughs> Uh, let me see. But yeah, I mean, it, it is something like this, like, you know, for, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure kind of thing. Like there, yeah. these are people here that are, um, clearly find value in, 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 in this, basically this garbage. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and they're, and they're preserving it in, in high definition, which, you know, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> I mean, and, and I don't know what it is. Uh, Adolfo, but I think within the last few months, I've been getting into this whole trash cinema kick. I don't know why. I don't know what's come over me. I don't know what movie triggered it or what what exactly was was the uh, was the motive behind it. But I've been uh, I'm not vinegar syndrome notwithstanding. I've picked up you know the Grindhouse releasing Blu-rays of Cannibal Ferox of uh, I Drink Your Blood. And there's a few other ones that I'm are slipping the top of my mind right now, but I have been kind of get on a binge the last few months with some of these uh, more uh, seedier types of films. Um, I guess I'm trying to create my own library of them for for God knows what reason, but uh, but I don't know. I, it's just something about the, the, this smutty kind of like because it it, it it harkens me back to like the '70s, you know the that era of filmmaking that I was I unfortunately was not able to be to be a part of. But, you know, that obviously has some sort of inherent value, you know, that, you know, major boutique labels and whatnot are trying to preserve some of these old movies that would have been lost, you know, without 
without the intervention of, uh, of these companies. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the historian in me that kind of is appreciating the smut for what it is. But, but yeah, I've been getting into a, into a, a kick of some of these lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm just look, still looking through this. Yeah, I, and, and you got to... You gotta <laughs> appreciate someone that's willing to put, let's say, uh, I'm trying to find a good car. For example, a movie called, which I've never even heard of, Massage Parlor Murders on Blu-ray. <laughs> what about, bro, what about Sex World? I didn't see which Sex is, World. Go, look for Sex World, but it's, it's supposed to be like a, a parody of, of West World. World. Yeah, I yeah. figured. Blackenstein on, on Blu-ray. Um, I mean... Who, who driller killer? Although that looks like an arrow release. Why is it doing on this page? Interesting. A uh, blood hook is another one. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, you've gotta, you gotta respect it. Uh, you don't have to like it, but you have to respect. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you go deep into this, then there's definitely, absolutely, pornography. <laughs> you, you go deep enough into the catalog, yeah, yeah. There's some pornography there. Okay. For those of you, for, and just just one note on that particular subject. For those of you who have heard of the taboo series of of porn films, they have, I think, all of them. I think there was like three or four taboos. They're all there. So in case that's that's your thing, um, just head I'm, on I'm over to Vinegar. You don't like you. You're not. I don't see any like the the more kind of infamous pornographies like Deep Throat or. Debbie does Dallas in here because uh, I've, I've never seen time. those, um, get, but get I, I know, they they certainly have a reputation, right? Um, I say give them time. <laughs> I mean, Deep Throat is actually kind of an important movie in American yeah. culture cause with the right. whole Richard Nixon. Uh, you know, that was the uh, the the that's what the informer decided to call himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, Yes, I mean, I mean, and I'll, I'll straight up admit it here. If there's ever a Blu-ray release, like a, a like a like a nice, you know, collector's edition of that movie, I'll buy it just for the historical significance. So, and I have no shame in admitting that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and before we get into our into our movies here, um, I will say that I, I uh, as we're talking about collections and stuff i i'm not sure i think i you, you may have seen my post about this that i decided oh that, yes so uh, we're, we're going am... we're going from one side of the spectrum now to the other i'm collecting and now i'll let you i'll let you say it yeah i i'm i'm gonna start reducing my physical media collection here um for a couple of reasons one you know it's starting to run out of space uh so i have let me actually look up because i have everything cataloged and i'm gonna and i'll tell you exactly the what number i'm at now um and i am at let's see here of individual titles not necessarily discs but individual titles i am sitting at 2043 individual titles now that includes box sets and you know you know uh or or movies that like a like uh like some of those i have a couple of those you know uh you know, Milk Creek releases that have like fifty movies in one box. You know what I mean? That are like all public domain garbage yeah. movies. Um, but but still, two thousand forty three movies. Um, even if you take and count box sets, you're still looking. I'm, I'd say, even taking all that into account, I'm probably still looking at like fifteen hundred different, you know, cases and discs. Uh, and it's starting to become a problem <laughs> uh, as far as space in the house. Um, 
And to the point that like my collection is now divided into two. There's uh, an upstairs collection, which is mostly the Blu-rays, and then that has like an entire shelving unit full of Blu-rays. Uh, and then next to that, there's a smaller shelving unit that has the first batch of DVDs. And then all the way in like the downstairs area in the basement, I have two other shelves that have the, the spill-off of the DVDs. So uh, I can't even keep them all in the same room anymore. So and and I can't afford and as much as I would love to have one. Like, did you see that guy who was selling his entire collection for a million dollars on eBay? No, I haven't seen that. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find you a link. But it, it's like he basically has the, the entire upper floor of his house is like basically a library, right? And oh, or uh, the dude from Angry Video Game Nerd, I forget that guy's name. He yeah. basically has like. An old video store that he's, you know, uh, I don't know where, I don't know if it's in his house or something, but it's like his, he's got this whole setup that looks like an old video store. And <clears throat> I don't have that kind of space. I don't have that kind of time. So I, I think I, I'm starting to start reducing some of my DVDs. And um, because, you know, most of my stuff is converted digitally now. Um, most of my DVDs are uh, on, on Vudu or Movies Anywhere or iTunes, like, and, and while, yeah, I've always been a proponent of you should always keep physical media because you don't, you know, what if you were, what if your internet's down, you can't necessarily watch your, your online media. But some of these movies that I'm, I think I'm going to start kind of reducing and like giving to Goodwill or maybe just um, trading on a swap DVD. I'm not sure if you know what swap DVD is, but it's, uh, it's basically a trading website where you can post the diff- some of the DVDs that you don't want and then you get credits uh, every time you swap one out. And then you can look at other people's oh, nice. stuff, and then like, and it's all used, obviously. But then you can like, if but if there's something like, oh, you know what? I never, I don't know if I want to pay full price for this, for this DVD. Maybe I can trade it out, and there you go. Um, and I've gotten a bunch like that, but uh, so I'm trying to figure out which ones to to get rid of, and and I'm starting to decide, you know, do I need, for example, and I'm sitting next to a, a stack here that I want to that I want to, do I need my DVD copy of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They don't. I Probably mean, not. I? I mean, do I need my DVD copy of The Rundown? You know? I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, they're, they're, I've converted them digitally. And I kinda, and I mean, they're, they're, they're silly action movies. I like them. But, I mean, when was the last time I opened up that case to put that disc in, right? Um, uh, it's been years probably since i first bought it you know I, I, I probably haven't even watched it since i first bought it right so those kind of things like things like that that like just kind of your generic like bare bones features dvds that that like i'm never gonna watch again i'm probably gonna trade those out especially if i have them um on digital i'm just gonna trade those out or, or sell them or give them the goodwill or something so, so and buying as far as buying stuff i'm pretty much gonna keep it to the following um, I'm gonna still buy classic movies, like, and and when I say classic movies, I'm talking like the classic Hollywood era, which is like basically the sound era beginning in 1929 through 1969. That's like what I consider the classic Hollywood era. Um, anything from there, I would still buy on Blu-ray, a physical copy. Anything from a boutique label like Criterion, Shout Factory, uh, Kino, Arrow, um. I would keep those. Any steel books that might look cool, I would I would buy. Don't forget uh, vinegar syndrome. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to find anything I want on vinegar syndrome. Um, so boutique label stuff, um, special edition like stuff that you can only get on Blu-ray, like really cool 
special edition packages. And I'm not talking like, you know, special editions began kind of a war. Like when DVD came out, everything was a f- freaking special edition, right? Like, but I mean, true special editions were like, oh, you know, you only get certain features with this Blu-ray or you get like a cool little physical trinket with this, you know, something like that. Um, and any DVD, I'm not going to buy any more DVDs at all unless it's something that's out of print. Like, and that's the only way to get it. Um, and then that, that's kind of what I've decided just to kind of start reducing my collection. Well, I admire you for that because I don't know if I could ever part with my collection unless I absolutely financially had to do that. So, um, so I guess, I guess more props to you. I know digital is the future, obviously, but it's just something about some of these like home media, especially those collectors editions with the nice packaging and shoot, my steel books already take up, you know, one and a half shelves, you know, and, and big the, shelves. But that's so. the stuff I'm going to keep like that. That's the stuff that has sentimental value to me. That that's. A, but again, the regular like initial DVD release of Mr. And Mrs. Smith, honestly, like, do I need this in my house? You know, right. Like, it, it's just uh, I mean, I'm looking at I don't even see any decent like it has deleted scenes and a commentary and that's it. Like there's nothing really special about this DVD. I don't need it. You know, like I can just get rid of it. Like the only thing, the one thing that's kind of giving me pause about getting rid of is the wrestling DVDs um, because I don't really need them because the network is there and it has everything I could ever access of want to access. Right. But I might want to keep them just for Sinal Vanilla. Mm-hmm. You just because I did put a lot of effort into collecting those. Yeah. Um, but again, like some of these, and I, I keep picking on like Mr. Mr. Smith just because it's right here. It's like literally sitting next to me. Um, but it's like stuff like that. Like I'm not going to watch that again. And, and if I do, it's going to be on digital. Um, I, I, but in, in a perfect world, I would honestly, if, if, if we had the money and the space, I would love to be one of those guys that, you know, has like literally uh, – uh, an entire room dedicated to like a physical library. I would love to do that. That would be fantastic. I, I would, that would be so much fun, but I, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I don't have the, the money for that. So I think it's, it's, it's I'm just going to reduce the, the regular DVDs out and then only buy boutique stuff, special edition stuff and classic stuff from now on. Yeah. Particularly for me also space is an issue as well to the point where anything that's a DVD I really don't even have displayed anymore. It's all in a in a big cardboard box until I figure out whether do I buy another shelf for them? Do I put that shelf in the basement? Do I put that in the living room? Like where where are these going to go because I have now my DVD collection is pretty extensive and it's mostly television stuff mm-hmm. because movies now I have mostly DVD, but um I still have some other movies that from when I was just buying DVDs at first, you know, that was the only media for me. So I have some movies on DVD. But, you know, I would say more than half of those I've already converted to Blu-ray um, at some point. But, I mean, all my wrestling stuff is all DVD. I, I, I have very, very few wrestling Blu-rays. Um, they were all wrestling DVDs from back in the day when I was I was a, a super, super fan. I was collecting all these wrestling DVDs, kind of like you were, Adolfo. Um, and all my television is here. My Simpsons seasons, my uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, Friends, uh, Family Guy, The Big Bang Theory. That's all on DVD. It's not on Blu-ray for me. So, and unfortunately, like I'd love to display my Simpson sets, but I can't. You know, I have no, I don't have the space anymore. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with that one specifically, um, because I do want to display them, but um, I just I don't know what to do anymore. You know, so that's why for now all my DVDs are are in 
three cardboard boxes. That's how much space they take up. So until I decide if I buy, do I buy a DVD only shelf? Do I uh, take out some Blu-rays and box them? Like I don't know what I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of it all. So I'm kind of in your boat too when it comes to space. Um, but I'm trying to see what I can do first before I start going that route of maybe going through my non-essentials and getting rid of them. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it makes me a little sad, but it's also like. Uh, I mean, how sad can I be about m- losing a movie I don't really watch anymore? Mr. And again, Mr. especially <laughs> especially if I have it on digital where I can watch it and I can pull it up on, or, or, you know, anytime I want. Like, well, why keep the physical copy? Like, so th- that's basically it. I'm just only keeping – I'm only keeping Blu-rays and bl- – Blu-rays are I'm keeping for now. Uh, all Blu-rays I'm keeping. Um, and if it's any DVD, it's really just going to be stuff that's special like a boutique, a boutique label – um, some sort of special edition that you can't get anywhere else, or um, something that's out of print that like that's the only way to watch it, you know. So uh, everything else is, I think, expendable. Right. I mean, if plus not only you know are you you gotta just kind of make room for for the sake of space. I mean, you gotta leave room for stuff from Vinegar Syndrome like Ice Cream Man and <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly and uh, and Grave Robbers. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll get, I'll get right on that one. <laughs> bro, I just discovered an ice cream man, bro. I never heard of this. Is what, that the what, one with you, the Clint Howard? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's it. That's the one. You've heard of this? I, I've, nice, I, nice I've heard of ice cream man. <laughs> it, it, it's one of the ones that it, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a staple of like the um, – uh, I just remember seeing it many times back in you know the 90s or whenever it came out, whenever yeah. you were uh, – perusing the video store and uh you, you you there was a picture of um on the v, on the vhs there was just a picture of clint howard holding up a bloody ice cream cone <laughs> just... well well this one is just a hand holding up a vanilla ice cream right cone yeah and it has, and a, it skull has a skull, in skull it. yeah but it, the, the original vhs was was different but yeah it's uh yep i i know that one i haven't seen it i have never seen it but i i know i know of it yeah, and Olivia Olivia Hussey's in this too. How about that? Well, good, good for her. Good for good I'm for sure her. She right? didn't regret that decision. <laughs> um, well, speaking. Well, before we move on, real quick, um, I'm trying to close. I've been trying to close this canister since you started talking about your DVD collection. Um, it will not close now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the uh, I guess the sides are like bent out of shape. They 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 somehow warped from the time I opened it to the time I'm trying to close it now, which was about what ten minutes, um, to the point where now the lid will not close on this film canister. This this piece of crap. <laughs> so so I'm gonna have a um uh, a hell of a time trying to close this. I'm gonna have to get maybe a hammer and try to like wedge it in. However, while I was closing it, I happened to discover on the roof of this uh film canister they actually enclosed a film cell from this side or the other so uh, i'm literally holding it in my hand right now it's one two three it's five frames well four and a half frames and it's just some some british guy good thing there's nothing racy in this but uh yeah it's just four frames of a british guy just standing there so so there you go i have a film cell from this side or the other didn't know I wanted this in my life, but apparently I did. <laughs> so how about that? <laughs> That's pretty good. 